true. You are good. And Lord, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for loving us. And Lord, we just know that we have often failed you. Please forgive us for those times we have neglected to do the things you want us to do. For those times we've done the wrong things and not done what you've wanted us to do. So Lord, please, we bring ourselves to you and ask for your forgiveness. Ask that you may cleanse us. Come and make us new. In Jesus' name, amen. Please sit down. Our first reading this evening is from Psalm 67, and I thought it would be nice if we could read this all together. So Psalm 67, either in your Bibles beside you, it's on page 581, or hopefully it will be up on the screen as well. Page 581. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Amen. You maybe haven't looked at the notice sheet, but um, tonight is all about the parable of the sower. So isn't it wonderful that we can read that psalm, um, that we're asking God to bless us, and um, so that the land will yield its harvest. That's a lovely thought, isn't it? And God has blessed us. He's blessed us in many ways. And most of us go in the morning as well. You you know, we've got that saying, God is good all the time. time. Yeah. And um, so I just thought it would be nice if we could share some of those times when God is good. I don't know. Nick, did we manage to get that? Yeah. Um, Fran... Had, had a wonderful testimony to share. Listen. Sorry, go ahead, Shalati. So for those of you who don't know Tony, Tony's been around for many years. Um, He's slept rough around the church, out in the church driveway. Um, Tony has been a real alcoholic, a real down and out. 
And it's lovely. He's been in Bournemouth for six months now, and he's managed to get through the, this first six months of the treatment to try and stop his... Well, I don't think you've ever stopped being an alcoholic, but um, he's just really testifying as to how Jesus has got him through this first six months. And, and, and hopefully, later on, Victoria, perhaps we could include Tony as we're praying in our intercessions. So that's one really good thing that we've heard, how Jesus is helping somebody at the minute. And Shalene, you're going to come and talk to us and tell us a little bit of a testimony of you and your mum in China. Yeah? Um, well, for Tony's witness, it happened in seven months. And for my mum, it happened in three days. And it happened um, uh, in my holiday. I went back uh, for one, two weeks in China. And the reason is because my grandfather died in a sudden, and uh, everybody just went back to attend the funeral. So when I arrived, um, uh, everybody is worried about my mom because uh, my mom had, had some problem with her heart, and uh, the same symptom happened to my grandfather. That's how he died. So everybody worried about my mom. So when I arrived, everybody like sent send us home, and uh, she was in hospital. So uh, basically, um, and the doctor told me that after scan, and uh, she does have some serious problem with the veins, and uh, once blocked totally, and. Uh, she could die in, in a minute. So um, um, I spent the first sleepless night talking to her and uh, discuss about how, what is the treatment, how should we stay in that hospital, we will change the hospital to the specialized heart operation, something like that. And then um, because she was on 24 hours watch, so basically she's linked to a machine I have to watch over. So on that night I stayed in hospital and in my heart, uh, I think I have to tell her about Jesus. Uh, my mom know I was a Christ- I am a Christian, but uh, she always reject, uh, and she don't like to talking about Jesus, and uh, and she think that God is only my God, has nothing to do with her. So on the set- second night, and uh, I think this is the last chance I have to tell her because the operation is in the next day and uh, we're even talking about how to deal with finance and uh, even she told me how to arrange the funeral if anything happened. <laughs> so I was really in, in, in pain and, uh, and in that sense I, I told her about gospel and shared uh, certain Bible verses and I remember and um, I asked her to, to follow Jesus like me. And uh, for some reasons, I don't know, and she agreed. And I really seriously asked her, it's, it's, it's your choice. It's not uh, because you want to comfort me, and, uh, and that, that has to be your personal choice. And she said yes. So, and then that night is also sleep night for both of us. And uh, she, I, in the morning, I can see her face really uh, in, shining in some way. It's like, say, uh, make her face shine upon us. And I really saw that. And, uh, and, and uh, she, uh, she, she's, she's great to asking, I mean, accepting God to be, be her Lord. So I think, wow, that's good. Then I went back home um, uh, and, uh, and pray. So there is one verses I, I mean, there's a few verses I, God talked to me in that situation. That is Psalm 66. I can read it out. Um, Come and listen, all you who fear God. Let me tell you what he has done for me. I cried out to him with my mouth. His praise was on my tongue. If I had a cherished sin in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. But God has surely listened and heard my voice in prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. So when I read that verse that morning, when I returned from hospital to home, I, my heart is really great peace. I know God has saved her and uh, will heal her, but I don't know how. I, I think oh, maybe I still need to arrange to change my flight, even if her operation is successful. And then the operation is on that day at 5 o'clock. My mom was sent into the hospital, uh, operation room and then was sent out five minutes later. And the doctor asked me to come in, and, and I can see. And my mom had bumping alive on the, on the screen. And the doctor compared the, 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 the other patient's heart with my mom's heart. He told me that this, my mom's heart has no problem at all. And uh, congratulated me that there's no need for operation. So, <laughs> 
so um, we're all surprised. But for me, I know that God has done something in her life, and I'm much more relieved if I have to leave China and come back because I know my mom is in God's hand, and uh, He will look after her. Um, so on the third night, we both also cannot sleep. We are telling how God is amazing and how God is true, and、uh, He real saves. So.、Um, So that's how I can come back on time and do what I need to do, and、um, and just please keep praying for my mom and other relatives, and、uh, I hope that from my mom, other people would come to believe in the Lord. Thank you. What wonderful news, hey? I don't know if anybody else wants to share any testimony from this week. Let's just pray for you. Oh, Victoria. Let's just、uh, lift Charlene's mum. Lord, we just thank you that Charlene had the courage to share her faith. She had the courage to sow those seeds of the gospel into her life. And Lord, we just pray for her mum now, a very young believer in you. And we pray that all those seeds may just take root and may grow to be strong and healthy. And we pray for the rest of Charlene's family that this may be the start. Of many of them coming to know the Lord Jesus as their Savior. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So we're going to sing and and just ask Jesus to come into our lives. All who are thirsty.
Holy Spirit, open our eyes and open our ears to hear what you're saying to us as Thomas comes to read your word and as I talk. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading is the parable of the sower, page 1037 in your church Bibles, Luke chapter 8, verses 4 to 15, page 1037. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds of the air ate it up. Some fell on rock. When it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell amongst thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. His disciples asked what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that, though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not hear. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear But as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a cop. This is the Gospel of Christ. Well, the disciples had been with Jesus, most of them, for three years. And then many years later, they started to write down some of the things that had happened and things that Jesus said. Got me thinking. Most of us, I'm sure, have been at St. Jude's for over three years. Do you think in 20 years' time, we would be able to write down some of the things that Michael has told us and talked to us about? But some of these stories were so important that three out of four of the gospel writers have included this particular parable of the sower. So, John had stated at the end of his gospel that there wouldn't be enough books in the whole world to write down everything Jesus said or did. But we've got this story, and I didn't quite plan it like this, but we've got, you know the way you told a preacher should have three points? So we've actually got three different sections, and guess what? They all begin with the letter S. So we're going to start off with the seed and, and look at the seed. So picture the scene. Jesus is at the edge of Galilee. So many people around wanting to hear what he said that he had to get into a boat and go out into the water so he could be that little bit further away and speak to more people. So the farmer went out to sow his seed. 
Now, seed in the Bible is a very interesting word. It's used in lots of different contexts, and it explains different um, concepts. So the first mention in the Bible is in Genesis chapter 1, verse 11, when God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with it, with seed in it according to their various kinds. So we know that when you plant poppy seeds, hopefully you're going to get some poppies. When you plant tomatoes, hopefully tomatoes are going to grow. Seed-bearing seeds produce plant um, according to their various kinds. Another example in the Bible about seeds is Genesis 8:22. It says that as long as earth exists, there will be a seed time and a harvest. So if you plant the seeds, hopefully you, or perhaps somebody else, will reap a harvest. Next, we've got seed that can be used in the context of the seed of a man, meaning his sperm, or the seed of a woman is often referred to in the Bible talking about her children. There are more examples, but in this case, um, Jesus tells us the seed in verse 11 is the word of God. Now the word of God to Jesus was the Old Testament as we know it. Um, and we know it as the, now the whole Bible the word of God. But the word of God is also Jesus himself, because we know that Jesus is referred to in, in, the first gospel, in the first chapter of John's gospel as the word. So I think of the number of packets of seeds that I have. Do you know, I've failed to plant them, and I find them the next year lying in the drawer. And it makes me think of the number of times I could have planted God's word in people's lives and I failed to do it. But anyway, those seeds that then I do get right to planting, even though they've been lying around for a while, can still grow. I actually heard the other day that poppies, when you grow poppies, they can have a life of up to 80 years. So we can grow things that can keep on growing and growing. And it just reminded me of, of the instances in, in different parts of the world, but I'm thinking particularly here of Korea, uh, where missionaries had been to Korea in the latter half of the 19th century. And Christian missionaries were martyred there. They found it a really difficult place to sow the gospel and to, to get people to come to know Jesus. They were martyred in Korea, and then Korea was taken under the rule of Japan when Christians, any Christians who were there were persecuted. And then after the Second World War, we know that Russia took, the USSR had the north of Korea, and, and America had more control in the south of Korea. And, you know, Christianity started to flourish the seeds that had been sown many, many years ago had flourished and had kept growing. And now today in Korea, there's approximately 40% of the Christian popula of the population in South Korea are Christians. Not nominal Christians, um, not people who say, yeah, yeah, of course we're Christian, but actually um, I don't know where their faith, their living faith is. But these are Christians who are really alive in their faith for the Lord Jesus. I don't know if anybody was here a couple of weeks ago when the South Koreans came and prayed. Victoria, I believe it was a wonderful experience. A group of Koreans who felt they had to come over here to the UK um, in response to missionaries who've gone out there before. And they came and prayed around and they've been here. And they were praying, I believe they were praying up in the chancel there and all around this church. They were praying for us. So what a wonderful harvest came from those martyred Christians away in the 1800s. 
So Jesus, when he talks about this seed being the word of God, it's the gospel. When we sow God's message of hope and love and truth and justice and salvation, and we pray that it will reproduce um, with goodness and joy and light. Remember, seed reproduces like with like. When we sow the gospel, then we can see the gospel being grown. So the word of God, or the Bible as we know it, um, at one time, you, you know, in the Old Testament, this morning I was catching up on my Bible readings. I've been doing Nicky Gumble the Bible, in one year. And so I was reading this morning yesterday's message. And actually, I just said, Lord, thank you for that, because it was just what I needed to hear. And the Old Testament reading was in 2 Kings chapter 22, and it was about Josiah, the king who was aged eight. And his father and his grandfather and many of the kings before them had gone astray from God's ways. They were wicked. They They were sacrificing, one of them sacrificed their own son. They were doing all sorts of evil and wickedness until the high priest found the word of God hidden away somewhere in the ruined temple. And Josiah had it read out and he tore his clothes. He was so dismayed how much he and the nation had gone away from God's word. And then the high priest went to get a message from the prophetess. And wasn't that, that was just another thing that Nikki Gumbel said. You know, we think that women in ministry today is sort of a new thing. But there we had a woman way back, 600 odd BC, who was serving the Lord um, and in a position of responsibility. And so Josiah brought the word of the God to the people and the nation repented and turned from their evil ways and served the Lord. What about the UK, folks? Is a time that we get back to what the word of God says and to believe in it and so that we can follow it and so that the nation turns and repents and follows the ways of the Lord. And this word of God, this seed, I'm sure many of you know about the Gideons organization who present over 80 million copies of the Bible each year. Um, over 1.5 billion since they were formed in, 19, in 1899. And there's some many wonderful testimonies of how people in a hotel room take out the Bible and have come to faith in Jesus. It says in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, The grass withers, the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. So, The word of the God is how we as followers of Jesus should be testifying with it and speaking God's words to others. But conversely, we know that we still sin and we're still able to plant and sow seeds uh, that are not good. We're planting the wrong crop. We lose our temper. We say things that aren't very nice to one another. We're not saying sowing what God wants us to sow. The old stain of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me is so untrue. Our words can do a lot of harm spiritually, both to ourselves and to others. So that's the first S, the seed, the word of God. So number two, the soil. The place where the seeds fall, the different types of soil which represent the hearts of different people. So Jesus told us that some fell along the side of the road or the path 
and was eaten by birds, or as Luke says, was stepped on. So the message is scattered or sown, but people don't understand it. The evil one snatches the message from their heart so that it's non-productive, it's ineffective. Instead of growing in the faith, some can be led away and deceived. Just think of the number of people, uh, different sects there are, where people think they're following God, but they've just got it completely wrong. They've been deceived. People aren't listening to the truth. Number two, some seeds fell on the thin, rocky soil and quickly started to grow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched. They didn't have enough roots, or as Luke says, they didn't have enough water and they dried up. Jesus explained that those who gladly hear the message straight away and accept it, but don't have those roots, it doesn't last long, especially if life gets hard or the message gets them into trouble. They only believe for a little while, but they have a shallow understanding of the truth and let their faith frizzle away. We pray that won't be the case for your mum, Shalene. Our number three, the thorny ground, where the seeds grow but are choked by thorns. And so although they grow, the seeds don't actually, the plants don't mature. And Jesus said these are people who are start worrying about their needs and are fooled by desires to get rich. And so the message gets choked out and never produces anything. They're so eager for the riches of this world and pleasures, and they care more for that than for God's kingdom. God is not at the priority of what they do. And lastly, some seeds fell on the good ground, which produced 30, 60, 100 times as much as was scattered. And then Jesus says, if you have ears to hear, listen. It, it, it sort of made me think of how many times when you were at school and the, you were going through a revision class and the teacher would say, now listen carefully. And so you would start writing things down because you knew you were going to get an exam question in this. And so it's something that was really important. Jesus said, listen, this is really important. You know, I think there are three ways that we can react when we're spoken to. Number one is, well, we just ignore what's being said to us. You know, you're you're so busy looking elsewhere, you you don't even listen, you don't hear. Number two, we can hear what's being said, we listen, but we actually do nothing about it. Or number three, we can hear the words, we can understand and we can follow through. So, for an example, when I hear Einstein's theory of E equals MC squared, I just, I don't listen. I don't know a thing about that. I know some of you know a lot about something like that, but I just ignore that. I don't want to listen to it because I don't understand it. It doesn't really apply to me. I can hear some of it. I didn't hear it properly because I'm not even saying it, repeating it to you properly. So I can hear it, I can say the words, but I don't, don't take a hold of those words. Or I can really understand it and follow it through and find great enjoyment and understand what Einstein was talking about. Maybe somebody could explain a little bit of it to me later. But it's the same with God's word. We can ignore it. Or we can listen and hear but let it have no effect at whatsoever on us. Or we can keep it in our hearts and let it grow and be useful and produce fruit and seed. Remember, seed produces like bearing seeds. So if we hear and understand God's words in us, that will produce more Christ-like attitudes in us and we will grow and mature to be more like him. So we talked about the seed, about the soil, the soil and now the sower.
Remember, parables are only stories, so we can't equate every single detail in a parable um, with a direct parallel. For example, you know, if you read this, do you think, well, is, is God the farmer? Is God sowing all these seeds? And then I think, well, actually, he's not a very good farmer because he's letting a lot of the seeds die and he's not watering and he's not pulling out the weeds. Um, but what about us being the farmers? Each one of us, um, as individuals, but also here as a church, here in South Sea, as well as trying to sow seeds in other places. We're trying to spread the good news of the gospel. And we have the responsibility of tending those seeds. So we've got a picture of the church building, and hopefully we've got another couple of pictures coming up as well. Shalati, please. Mike and Rachel. But it's not just up to Mike and Rachel. It's up to each one of us. Can you see yourself in that photograph? (laughs) If not, you should be there. So how do we tend the seeds that we sow? What do we do about the seeds that are sown along the path where some people don't even listen and some people ignore us? I'm sure we do know people like that. Um, And it just reminded me a few weeks ago, we heard the story about the ISIS man who actually had been beheading Christians and took great delight in beheading Christians until one Christian gave him his Bible before he died and was executed. And how this man, this terrorist, read the Bible and came to faith in Jesus. See, the devil had snatched him away, but my God is greater than the devil. And I believe that we can keep praying for those who are far from the kingdom. We can be intercessors and pray for people who just ignore us, who ignore Jesus, who ignore the seeds. And Luke says, the evil one snatches seeds away, but God can snatch them back, I believe. Or what about some people who believe and fall away um, and their roots don't grow, they don't get watered, they don't get the growth, the, the warmth from the sun and the water from the rain to help the roots grow deeper. And you know, if we're good farmers, We should be looking after those plants, those young plants, keeping those young Christians in fellowship, encouraging them, praying with them, um, giving them spiritual food. How many times have you had a plant, well, in the house maybe, sometimes in the garden, you thought was dead, but you're able to pour some water on it and it revives back up again. So let us do that with many of those who we feel are um, dying in their faith. Come, Holy Spirit, help us, uh, help us to revive their faith, refresh us, bring us back to life. And next, some people keep their faith, but they don't produce fruit and seeds. We let other things into our lives as well as God. These plants grew but were surrounded by thorns and sometimes that's maybe how I feel I'm like sometimes, where God isn't everything in my life and other things come creeping in. We have to get rid of those weeds and we have to help other Christians um, We have to challenge each other when we can see that things aren't going right. We have to support and help, ask for prayer to identify what's wrong in our lives and also um, so that we can pray for others. Do we encourage our people to grow in house groups and have fellowship? Or lastly, as we as the, the farmers who throw the seed onto the soil, the sowers, do we grow seeds that will grow to be healthy 
and strong and will produce a great yield. Are our hearts that soil that's good and pure so that the seeds in us will grow to be healthy? We may never see the fruit of those seeds. Um, it reminds me of Billy Graham's story. They use an alpha where Nicky Gumbel mentions somebody's name. Who has heard of, I, I, don't, I can't even remember his name, but nobody had heard of him. But this guy was the one that brought Billy Graham to faith in Jesus. So we may never see the harvest of what we sow, but we know there's a seed time and a harvest. We may never see the effect our lives, our words, and our deeds have on others. But let us pray that each day we may be growing good seeds in our Father's garden, in our hearts, and that we will be good farmers looking after the crops. Amen. That was wonderful. And we continue to pray as um, Ruth was talking about the Koreans. Thomas and Josiah, can you remember the word they say to cry to the Lord? What did they say? Shia. 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 It's O oh Lord. O oh Lord. O oh Lord. And they cried like that all the time in their churches. And, you know, the gospel is just taking, as you say, 40%. Can we say that in England? We can't. But there is a call now for Christians to pray. And in fact, there was a number as we phoned it They've had the numbers they want, 100,000 people to intercede for bringing the UK back to God so everybody can be part of it. As I was praying for these prayers, to, for the Holy Spirit to guide me in what he wants to do, not me, in the name of Jesus, all I heard was repentance repentance and I told Thomas and Josiah who is visiting us pray God is saying repentance what is God saying the parable of the sower thanks be to God so let us pray and when I say oh Lord can we all respond graciously hear us therefore by him, Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Praise the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So let us keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we may know him better. We pray that for the eyes of our hearts may be enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. Amen. Dear Papa God, we repent of the times when we have not taken the seed of your word into our hearts and soul. Too often we have been less than fruitful soil 
and have allowed worry, anxiety about or for money, the demands of family or friends, self-indulgence, hostility, other cares of modern life to hinder your word and truth from directing our lives and producing the harvest which you have desired in us. O Lord, graciously hear us. Dear Papa God, the prayers for Tiafan. We pray for Tiafan, one of our mission partners, as many of the poor in Pakistan suffer from a heat wave. We pray for cooler weather and success for Tiafan's partners, SSEWA Park, as it seeks to bring relief to those affected. In the Middle East, with its violent conflict and millions of refugees who pray, we pray especially for the agencies seeking to bring relief. We also ask for protection and of daily provision for all those placed at risk, for wisdom for the leaders of the international community as they seek to respond, and most of all, for the coming of the rule of the Prince of Peace in the hearts and minds of all those who are currently the bringers of conflicts. O Lord, graciously hear us. Dear Papa God, we thank you that the leaders of the Church of England can meet freely and publicly in a world where many churches can still only meet secretly. So we, we are thankful in our hearts. We pray for the General Synod and its members as they meet this weekend. May their deliberation take the church forward. We ask that the Holy Spirit will inspire the people of all the churches and the fellowships in our city of Portsmouth and across the nation to sow the seed of your word and respond to it in their own lives. We thank you for the recent visit of the teams of the South Korean pastors and church members to Britain, dear colleagues, to us to cry out to God in unison for our families, friends, neighbors, and cities to seek and find Christ. O oh Lord, graciously hear us. Dear Papa God, we pray for those who are housebound whether through injury, age, or illness. Grant them effective and compassionate career carers who really help them with challenges of each day. We thank you that modern media, whether TV, radio, print, or via the internet, can help them to remain part of society and enjoy entertainment. We also bring before you all those who are unable to live independently. Stir up our society to provide suitable assistance and supported living facilities like shelter, sheltered housing and residential and nursing homes. We pray that enough lively and caring people will take up all the support, care, and nursing role that are needed to help them. As St. Paul encourages the Philippians, let us all be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let, us, let our requests be made known to God. 
O Lord, graciously hear us. If anyone is sick, whether emotionally, spiritually, or physically, let him or her call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, we pray in your mighty name and believe that by your stripes we are healed. You are the great physician. We pray your healing power over Trevor Head, David Gammon, Gorman, David Fry, and Tony, whom we saw on the screen. Those suffering because of armed conflict and Ebola, and those known privately to us. O Lord, graciously hear us. Dear Papa God, comforter of those who mourn, we pray for the bereaved families and friends of Teddy Sutherland, those killed by Ebola, those killed by bombs or bullets. O Lord, graciously hear us. And we end our prayers by praying together the Jabez prayer. So if you know it, please join in. And so we call on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you will bless us indeed, that you will enlarge our territory, that your hand will forever be upon us, and that you will keep us from evil, and that we may not cause pain. So God, you have granted us what we have requested tonight and forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.